Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing, where each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom from the female perspective. Everything from Star Wars, to The Office, to cosplay, to fanfic. It's all right here, so sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. This week, we're going to be talking about the Mindy Project, and I'm very excited because one of our panelists is a first-time guest, and I always love having new guests on. And what's special about the Mindy Project, I just want to say, um, even though we'll probably be complaining a lot about things in the Mindy Project, (laughs) but one great thing about it is it brought some amazing women into my life, and three of them are on the phone, are on the line right now. So, but before we dive into everything Mindy Project, and talk about, you know, when a show fails us. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We will have positive stuff, I promise. Uh, We're going to go around and have everybody introduce themselves and tell me one thing in pop culture that they're excited about right now. Start with you, Carla. Hi, I'm Carla Temis. And right now I am very excited to have finished my binge of Dexter, which I started (gasps) a couple of weeks ago. Yay, yay, yay. Yay. And um, I will uh, just... I would like to say that I acknowledge nothing after the, the the season finale of season five. Everything else is a fever dream that I clearly made up. I must have been super drunk because there's no way that anybody could have written that schlock. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I, for one, was very excited when I saw she was watching it. So, yes. Yeah, so that was exciting to hear her talking about it along the way. So, Awesome. And then Jackie, first time guest, Jackie. Yay! Hi, I'm Yay! <laughs> um, I've been watching True Blood for the first time. I'm in season two. <gasps> I love True Blood so much. I bought the drinks and everything. <laughs> yeah, I did the blood orange soda. I was a fan. <laughs> I'm enjoying it so far. Um. It's. I was surprised to see how like soap opera ish mm-hmm. some yeah. of the acting, but um, the character development has been getting a lot better, and I'm kind of hooked. Yeah, it's a good. It's 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 a good show. Like on one hand, it's really trashy, but it's also yeah. just it's just so much fun. And yeah. I I need to I need to watch the final season. I never finished it, but it was one of my favorite guilty pleasure shows. 
Although, Jackie, I do have to ask you, what do you think of Bill Compton? This is yeah, low pressure. This is just going to color mm. my view. Of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm for I'm, the I'm, rest yeah. of our friendship. Um. Okay. So so far, <laughs> not <a> fan. <laughs> okay. Good. We can be friends. Good. Good. Okay. Because <laughs> yes, yes. I'm like. <laughs> I just I don't get the appeal, and maybe it's because he's a vampire, and like vampires are alluring to like see in person like maybe that's what the big deal is but i'm not there for it so far (laughs) amen amen he's the and i've written true blood down because for some reason i don't think that's on my list of um podcasts we should do in the future but we should do that because it's a fantastic show and the books are great Oh, I didn't read the books, but yeah, Bill is the worst. I I love Eric. Eric is a yes. lot better. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like we will do an episode about True Blood, and I can talk about the how frustrating it is for Bill. Like, I don't like the self-loathing thing, which is I think I was never I wasn't a part of the Buffy episode, but like that was where I hated Angel versus loving Spike. Like, just embrace. Yeah, what you are. <laughs> hey, Meg, did you know that this is the Mindy Project episode? Oh, shit. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> this is the Mindy Project. I'm okay, Meg. We're all... Okay, Meg. Meg, it's your channel. Meg. Just what are you right excited about? about? Um, so I have... Shut up, Carla. I love you. <laughs> First off, Carla, I'm so impressed you finished Dexter with a small child in your house during quarantine. <laughs> that... <laughs> There was a lot of pausing and creative uh, restructuring of questions about scenes. Like, oh, well, he's just hovering over him because he's a dentist. He really loves loves red paint. Yes. He's a dentist. That's that's amazingly impressive. So that's (laughs) gross to you. Thank you. Jackie, I'm really excited you're watching True Blood. Um, I'm sorry. Also. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if it helps the last book is just as annoying as the last season um and for me for what i've been watching lately is i've actually been really digging um two different shows i've been watching zoe's extraordinary playlist oh me too which has been really fun i was kind of hesitant about watching it because I feel like it's really hard for shows to do musical kind of themes without it getting really corny. Um, And I think the show has really kind of had a good, has walked that tightrope pretty well. Um, The other thing I've been watching on a totally different level is The Innocence Files because I am a true crime fiend. And in the times that I can get away from my children... I like to watch true crime stuff. And the Innocence <laughs> Files on Netflix has been really interesting because it's in its own way feel good because these wrongfully convicted people are getting justice. And that's always great. Uh, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. So musicals and murder. <laughs> the two M's. Combine that. It, yeah, the two yeah, M's. <laughs> that is actually the constant balance of my life. <laughs> okay, I don't know how musical to murder and the Mindy Project. <laughs> okay. 
Um, and this is Erin. And what I'm into right now is um, Shutter, the streaming service Shutter, which they're still offering, you know, free trials. I really recommend that. And, and even keeping it, it's one of the cheapest ones around. I think it's like $5.99 a month. Um, they're doing a series called Cursed Films, and they talk about horror films that are said to be cursed, like The Exorcist, The Omen, Poltergeist, Wizard um, of Oz. Crow. No, it's just horror films because this is a horror or horror sci-fi. So, um, but it's really interesting just hearing people talk about it and talk how, you know, especially the poltergeist one is really fascinating um, and talking about how sad it was that after um, the girl, the child actor who played Carol Ann died and everybody turned that into a curse and how disrespectful it seemed of her memory. So it's, it's just, it's just a very interesting show. And plus I just recommend shutter in general. They've got some really great programming on there. So, yeah, so that's what I'm excited about. Okay. So let's get, Oh, and I wanted to add really quickly um, for Dexter, we're actually going to be doing an episode on Dexter in a couple, a few weeks. So just heads up on that. And Carl is going to be on that one too. So yes, I am. <laughs> okay, so let's get into the Mindy project and we're going to start out on positivity, positivity as much as we can. <laughs> yes. Yes, let's do that before we rip it to shreds. <laughs> we'll do that and then we're going to end on positivity too. Okay, so let's just first go around um and well first, if you don't know what the Mindy project is, the Mindy project follows Dr. Mindy Lahiri played by Mindy Kaling and Mindy Kaling created the show and was a writer on the show. Um I don't think she ever directed an episode. Did she? No, she didn't direct an I don't episode. Think so. But yeah, but it follows she's an OBGYN in a practice in New York City and it just follows her and that her other fellow doctors and it's really a romantic comedy at its heart really. Um and it just follows her and all her um love triumphs and woes and the many men she dates and loves and and her friends and co-workers and stuff so okay so let's go around first and if everybody wants to tell me some of their favorite episodes start with you carla okay i have so many but i will just keep it brief and um, i will also mention that they're all in season one or two for reasons (laughs) (laughs) i still to this day contend that um that the season that the pilot episode of the mindy project is one of the absolute best pilots of any television show ever it is so funny so well written it's it's tight it's hilarious it really shows you who the characters are in such a short span of time which is an absolute wonder and um there's just it's so flawless and so seamless and i i just can't get over how, how no matter how many times i watch it it is still an absolute gem like if even if nothing else had happened with the show that one episode would have absolutely been worth making now that's not even my favorite episode though because i am an angst monster and (laughs) i can't really enjoy stuff apparently if i don't also want to punch a wall or maybe cry about it (laughs) so my my favorite episode i think is is probably be cool and um carla (laughs) did i steal that from you i'm so sorry take all of them I am the worst, but you should know this already. But be cool. I love so much because it's it, it gives you like real depth of emotion, which I think the show itself does a great deal of in the first two seasons. But be cool is really just like the pinnacle of 
of angst where you have your your OTP, your one true pairing, suddenly dissolve seemingly out of nowhere where things are going really great and then just suddenly they don't go so great. But and it's and it's also one of the funniest episodes, which is you know a total slap in the face to my heart. But I'm very happy about it anyway because it's still a damn good episode. Um, other than that, you know, like you have like the classics like L.A. and the desert, which is so much fun to watch. Danny kicking a, a cactus for no good reason other than <laughs> just like drunk and annoyed with the world, which is typical Danny. Um, I love. Danny Castellano is my physical trainer. I have a t-shirt that actually says Danny Castellano is my physical trainer. Um, personal my, my personal trainer. Personal trainer. Yes, my personal <laughs> trainer. I have, uh, I, I ordered that t-shirt way back when, and it's still one of my favorite sleeping shirts. My son knows Danny Castellano's name thanks to that t-shirt. <laughs> so I think I'm raising him right. <laughs> but yeah, I'll just leave it there before Meg gets more okay. upset at me. and then Jackie what are some of your favorite episodes Um, well I have to agree with Carla like I think the pilot episode is one of the best pilot episodes in tv I for other shows I often find myself like you watch the first episode and you're really like "Mm." and because there's no character development yet and it's like so much trying to learn like what the show is trying to be um but for this show, it's just, it's perfect. It's so funny. I think about her, like, riding her bike into the pool, like, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, that probably, honestly, is one of my favorite episodes. Um, but to throw, like, an oddball in there, I'd have to say that I really like Frat Party. <laughs> oh, Frat Party! Yes! <laughs> um and that's one that like I didn't rewatch it like recently like you guys did um but when I had rewatched it a couple of years ago I when I got to frat party I was like I do not remember this being as funny as it was um (laughs) (laughs) I just like I absolutely love that episode I laughed so hard um and it's one that no one talked about (laughs) So I wanted to throw that one into the mix. That's awesome. Yeah, that was yeah. Think about I look fine and it's my legit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a really really good one. From when I was doing the rewatch, that was that one stood out. Yeah, that's a good one. Awesome. And Meg. Okay, so Carla took Carla took some of mine, like she does. I'm I'm still gonna change my name to. A Meg. Aside from Be Cool, which has this beautiful emotional climax, and like I feel like I should thought like I loved this show. I did a podcast about specifically Mm -hmm. this. That's how I met all of you was Mm -hmm. through this show. So I have a very very deep abiding soft spot for this show garbage um <laughs> I, I felt i felt personally betrayed by the show so anyway so aside from what carla and jackie both said those are all wonderful episodes but to bring some kind of changes or, or different episodes in it um danny castellano is my gynecologist 
Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Is one of the funniest episodes. And I think it does such a great job of kind of setting up more. So it's, it's really early. It's, I think it's episode five of the first season. So it's really early in the series and it really kind of sets up their kind of combative, but not unfriendly kind of relationships and this challenge about who is more personally invested in each other was really fun. Um, And I love that so much. Josh and Mindy's Christmas party was another one that I really, really loved. Um. And I have another one. Just give me one second because I have to think because I wrote down a list and Carla (laughs) (laughs) Carla took them all. Um, And I'm trying and I like Christmas party sex trap. That was hilarious. Yes. (laughs) We got to see the Danny dance for the first time before it became kind of like a trite. Mm-hmm. nonsense thing that even in the show he got called out on like you can't just dance like <laughs> she gave you a baby you can't give her a dance as a push present and I think, <laughs> I think push presents are ridiculous and even I agree with that <laughs> I loved that um, but honestly all my favorite episodes are pretty much from the first two or three seasons so I feel bad but <laughs> that's well, where I am <laughs> don't feel bad I think that's going to be kind of a running theme on this show <laughs> but I am going to mention one from season 3 but um, I'm going to mention the f- uh, the first one we're a couple now haters the first episode in season oh, yeah. 3 yes. and it's not just because of the little strip tease dance we get from Danny Are you I sure? just think <laughs> that's a big reason I mean I cannot it's embarrassing the number of times I have watched that scene alone um, but I think that one offered this ray of hope that this was going to be um, that they you know because it started out where it seemed like there might be some tension where they might break up again which would have been so obnoxious but there was this tiny little ray of hope that maybe um, Mindy and Danny would you know, last and that they would grow and that they would learn from each other and become better people. And, and, um, and that's why I liked that episode so much, especially the balcony scene when they're out on the balcony Mm -hmm. and Danny's confessing stuff to her. Uh, because I think Danny's big thing was always, um, feeling not good enough or worrying that people were going to leave him, uh, mainly because of what happened with his dad. So I, I really liked that scene. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I also really like Santa Fe from the first season. I think that's a really good episode. Yes. Uh, yeah. And of course the plane part, but it's just a good episode in general. I loved um, Jeremy when he was trying to do his presentation after they had been spent too long, you know, he passes out. Yes. <laughs> and they're going all quick and faster. I just thought that was so funny. And then I also, and then one last one I'm going to shout out in season two is Skater Man. I actually really like that episode a lot. Yes. Timberly yeah. Oliver. As, as oh just... my God. Yes. <laughs> Anything with him get, gets me anyway. But, yeah. and then I just love when Danny's trying to climb over the um, fence, you know, that Timothy. Or, oh, 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 just, you know, oh, when he tells Mindy to suck in her butt. Yes. Right. <laughs> suck in her butt. Yes. Yes. 
I just think that episode is so great. Oh, sorry. I, I, I was going to be done, but I want to give a shout out to Wiener Night as well, because I think that's yes. a really good episode, too. So cool. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's start talking about Mindy in general. Um, first, we're going to just talk about her, aside from her love interest, aside from Danny. Um, just what are your thoughts about Mindy Lahiri in general, Carla? Um, to start with, I, I think, you know, again, this is mostly based on seasons one and two, because I really think that they did the show a huge disservice, and Mindy a huge disservice, by taking somebody who was growing into um, just a mature, very confident like actually confident, not just fake confident like Mindy Lahiri mm-hmm. was, but an actually confident person. Um, and yeah, that's all I'll say about that for now. But I think that she is somebody who was, you know, fun, but vapid, loving, but selfish, very competent, but also um, not really, she didn't really trust herself all that much in, in the first couple of seasons. Um, and I think a lot of that just has to do with, with um, or at least that last part of it has to do with the fact that, I mean, look at her office. She's the only woman in an OBGYN practice and all of the other doctors are, are dudes. And you also see that like even in the pilot when she's in, um, when she's uh, at, at resident and, and they're talking about, and, and Danny's like, my name's Danny Castellano. I'm going to be the one delivering your baby. No, he's going to be it, the one to pull a baby out of you. Pull a baby out of you. And <laughs> but she's like one of few women in the room. So it, it makes sense that maybe her confidence might be a little bit like, I don't know. But it, it did seem like it was going in a trajectory of where she was going to become very confident and very um, successful because of the fact that she just is a damn good doctor. Um, so my impression of, of Mindy was always that this is like a really cool person that I would never want to be friends with, <laughs> but would completely professionally admire. And then, you know, as the season seasons go on, I'm like, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with this one <laughs> <laughs> because she just, you know, she doubles down on that selfishness and, and on that vapidness. And it, it just, it makes me really sad that she made so many bad decisions just capriciously like there was no real rhyme or reason behind so many of the wrong turns that she took it was just like she just wanted to do something in the moment and it just uh it took a lot away from the wonderful character that that she was developing to be in the first couple of seasons Mm -hmm. and i do also want to just say that um Uh, One of the episodes that that you talked about a minute ago about the ones that you liked, uh, Skater Boy, my husband still says that, um, that, uh, what is it called? Edamame is just soybeans made in in Iowa. So I just wanted to throw that out there because he became a huge Mindy fan and and like that was one of his favorite lines whenever we would go out for, for, for Japanese food. It's really funny you say that because my husband and I are like, um, Wisconsin's a bigger soybean manufacturer than <laughs> Iowa. Well, Danny clearly so didn't know that, okay? We, we feel personally insulted. It's a doctor of the representative. <laughs> he does not have a doctorate in agriculture, okay? So step back. Just saying. Well, it was, and he probably, he, 
in Danny's mind, anywhere outside of New York City and anywhere in the middle of the country, it's all the same <laughs> city. We're all, all the same we're state. All, all the same we're all Iowa. <laughs> yeah, yes. So, I mean, I honestly think that's probably what it happens. And then, and then Jackie, what do you want to add on um, Mindy? Um, I absolutely loved and admired Mindy, like Carla said in the first few seasons. Um, I know we'll kind of touch on this later, but like in the later seasons, they really, they like make it gimmicky. They Mm -hmm. kind of like turn everyone into like a gimmick. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they play up her stupidity. It's like they completely forgot that she ever got a medical license Mm -hmm. and like went through all the schooling. They just made her turn into like extremely vapid. Um, But I think she's a really good character and I really like kind of looked up to her in like a weird way uh, for a while, but they ruined it. Like not, but yeah, they really, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Especially with the the stuff about using, turning her into a caricature. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, which was too bad because she was somebody to really, I think, look up to. Yeah, like you said, I think. Yeah. yeah. So that's, it's, it's sad. Okay, and then Meg? Uh, yeah, I, I really agree with what Jackie and Carla both said. Um, I thought it was really, really interesting to see a, especially like a female lead and a female written and female produced, like, and a woman of color kind of as the lead character of a series who is a really kind of in the beginning a very three-dimensional character she is a very capable and not just capable but like really good doctor she's very very good at her job and her personal life is a hot mess and i feel like that's something that so many of us can relate to um (laughs) and watching her kind of devolve from that as the series went on was really disappointing and kind of heartbreaking for me because I feel like there was a lot of choices that were made um, to disservice her character. I think they could have, the writers could have gotten to the same point without making her, like you said, a caricature or like the butt of the joke Mm -hmm. all the time. And I felt like that was such a disappointing, um, direction for the show to take because here's this like really strong capable smart woman who yeah her romance is a hot mess but it's not like it's hard to say it's not the center of her life because so much of the show really was about being a romantic comedy but it was so well balanced between her professional life and her personal life and they balance it in a way that we could laugh at both or chuckle at both without it feeling forced. Like, and like Jackie said, in later seasons, she just kind of, we forgot that this is a woman who went to Columbia and Princeton. Like she is a smart woman. And then even when she starts her own fertility practice in later seasons, it's never taken seriously Mm -hmm. by anybody. And that even herself, and that's so frustrating to watch. Yeah, yeah, 
I, I totally agree. And I'll, and I'll just say, um, you know, I came to the show later on. I didn't watch it from the very beginning. I started watching it in 2014. Um, and so, you know, just a little bit later, I, um, Danny and Mindy was the first episode I actually saw live. Um, but I came to it later because, you know, in all honesty, it looked like just a stupid sitcom. It didn't look like it had any depth to it at all. And I wasn't necessarily the hugest fan of fan of Mindy Kaling on the office. I liked Kelly. Okay. But I wasn't like this big, huge fan of her performance or anything. So I was kind of hesitant a little bit. Um, but then I just decided one day when I was, I was actually stuffing envelopes. I remember this very specifically. <laughs> it was like, a, I was just stuffing envelopes for work and, and, and I was like, Oh, I just want to watch something while I'm doing this. And so I just turned that on and got, hooked especially mid-season one especially actually I think it was after Danny Castellano was my gynecologist that really really got me um and and what I really loved about the show was that she could come off as a very annoying person you know very easily Mm -hmm. um even her voice could come off as annoying but really there's so much heart there and she really really cares a lot and loves people and I'm talking about you know the early seasons here And even though she's selfish underneath it all, she's not really, she has these moments where you see this genuine caring there. And I mean, in the early first season when she had friends, when she had female friends that kind of all disappeared, (laughs) but when she, with her female friends, you saw that a lot there. Um, And so it was like, you know, she, she could have become this very vapid person. And I think if she wasn't the center of the show and if it wasn't written by a woman and if there wasn't a woman behind the show, I think she would have been just this vapid kind of Kelly. She would have been like another Kelly except Mm -hmm. for an OBGYN. So that's what I thought was so great about her. Um, What was so sad to me about what they did to her character was how they basically were making fun of her. I think mm-hmm. the whole show started making fun of her, especially with the eating thing that drove me bananas yeah. because in the first, yeah. the first couple of seasons, it was okay to every once in a while, poke a joke about how much Mindy loved food and, you know, the bear claws and stuff like that. And, um, but it became this thing where it was like, I mean, like in one of the episodes I just, because I just finished season six today, she's digging through the garbage to get out a piece of donut. And it was just Mm -hmm. such a disgusting thing of the way they treated that, you know, because, and she's gorgeous. As the seasons went on, she became even more gorgeous and beautiful to look at. And it was just so disheartening to see them turn her into a joke just because... She wasn't a size two. I mean, it was just gross. And honestly, Erin, just to kind of pop off on that with her, that whole thing. And this, in the series finale, you see like at the very, very last scene, her and Danny, like finally get back together and they sit on the couch and she like leans on his shoulder. You can tell that whatever she is wearing underneath that dress mm-hmm. is so restrictive mm-hmm. and so yeah. uncomfortable that even when she's sitting there and like trying to lean into him, you can tell that she's just completely uncomfortable and unnatural. And it was one of the most frustrating things for me, even on the rewatch to kind of watch how like she was always beautiful in, in my opinion, she always, even when she was in her like weird quote unquote nerdy phases in the show and everything like that. But as she went on and kind of the more, 
traditionally or conventionally beautiful she tried to make herself with her blonde highlights and yeah and like these weird really low cut and seemingly like strapped in so her boobs stay in her shirt or in her dress Mm -hmm. kind of outfits she just kept looking more and more uncomfortable (laughs) which is not attractive right yeah um, but the season finale, watching her and Danny like try and like get back and relax on the couch, and she's literally like in a corset, leaning back, just made me really sad. Honestly, yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's very true. And I think with with the beauty thing, I mean, like in the first couple of seasons, especially, and and mm-hmm. the third season and stuff, you just saw her sort of when she became more confident in herself, she became more beautiful. The character, I mean. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, So it was just, and, and it is sad that the final scene with them, they even play on a food joke in the final scene. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Those things just got so obnoxious because it's like, okay, we get it. She likes food. She likes sugar, whatever. You can't have that be a central theme of the show. How dare Um, she? What? I said, how dare she? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just it just got so so obnoxious and overdone and and everything so and the way other, other people would treat her with the exception of usually morgan was the only one that was always consistently nice to her usually yeah. um but yeah but just it just it just got old because she was and like you said jackie she was so smart and then they just and everybody said this they kind of t- turned her into an idiot and it she's not an idiot she is incredibly smart that's what's so great about the f- very first episode is you see her you know that scene where she's changing out of the dress and she's putting on you know it's her date clothes and she's changing mm-hmm. out of that and she's putting on her scrubs to get ready to deliver a baby and you see how good she is at her job. You can just see just by the way she does those movements, just how serious she takes it, that she's really smart. Yes, she loves romance and loves love stories. And she loves, you know, everything being pretty. But that doesn't mean she's stupid, which is what was so great about this show. And that's why it was so disheartening when they basically turned that into a negative thing instead of a positive thing like they had tried so hard. And I wonder, and I know we're kind of jumping ahead here, but I wonder how much of that is people behind the scenes wanting the show to change. I don't know if that's true or not, but I wonder, especially when you talk about maybe how uncomfortable she was and the stuff they put her in. I don't know if that's something behind the scenes they asked for or something. I don't know. Just kind of throwing that out there. So, um, okay. Well, before we, <laughs> we're going to try and get a little bit more positive here. Um, <laughs> again, sorry. Um, we're going to go to, before we talk about Mindy and Danny, uh, we're going to talk about Mindy's other love interests. Um, and very quickly we did, I've been doing polls all week for the Mindy project. And one of them was about her other love interests other than Danny and who their, fa- who everyone's favorite was. And um, Casey won both on Twitter and Facebook. He hands down won. Um, and then um, let me see who came in second. I think Cliff came in second. Honestly, it was either Cliff or Ben. One of them, they were kind of tied. Um, yeah, it was Cliff that came in second. But Casey, hands down, ran away with it. So um, I want to go around and just see who everybody's favorite is and any other thoughts they have about that uh start with you carla well first of all i just love that there were so many love interests in mindy's life because that was one of the great things about the show is that she had just this very full dating life 
mm-hmm. and that it was just so much fun. And she went on all these like weird, cool dates, like in Wiener Night, you know, she's going out with this pretentious writer who, I mean, he happens to be super cute, but that's not the point. The point is that he's just very pretentious and completely not somebody that she should be dating, you know, but I, I just, there were so many people like that who were clearly wrong for her, but she just gave it a shot anyway. And I think that was like a really good represent- representation of what um, dating life can be like. Uh, but for sure, I, I definitely voted for Casey because I loved him so much. I thought that he was, that he had the best chemistry with Mindy. He was just you know, until they they turned him into somebody completely opposite from what they had presented at the beginning. He was just really silly, but grounded. He was fun, but he had a a very good sense of who he was and what he believed in. Um, And I think that went really well with with Mindy, who was just very questioning and insecure about her own life. And, um, and to see somebody like Casey, who was just really devoted, again, before they completely went haywire with this character, completely devoted to what he did and very passionate about it, that was somebody that she could learn from and, and who could help her grow. And also just, you know, Andrew's home was so funny. So funny. <laughs> I mean, this guy, you know, he's, uh, he, they meet on the subway and he just happens to bump it, bump into her and she's, you know getting on his case for bumping into her and then he's like well these are you know supplies for disadvantaged people and she's like oh and just from that very first interaction <laughs> the way that he plays it where it's just very playful and flirtatious and not at all obnoxious he gets obnoxious later in the episode but that's not the point the, the point is that he's, <laughs> he he just he's a solid funny reliably um humorous character and I think that's why they kept bringing him back aside from the fact that you know that Mindy Kaling and Anders Holm clearly have like a good friendship he was they were just so good on screen together that anytime that he came back I was reliably like glued and watching even though they they completely um wanted to ruin Casey for me but he was just wonderful but aside from that, I mean, like, you know, you put um, Ben in the poll and I was like, that guy. Ben who? <laughs> like, like, I know they got married and everything, but like. That's the only reason I put him in there. I, know. Hard to say. I literally forgot who that man was. I, I mean, it, it says a lot when, you know, he he married the main character and he had like, this huge arc in the show and they were like, um, remind me again who this guy is <laughs> but but it, um who else was it that I, I thought you know bj novak in that episode where um he ends up with his best friend because he was clearly in love with her all along in, in those couple of episodes he was hilarious that that scene where he he starts choking and he refuses to let anybody help him so he goes outside and like um heimlicks himself yeah. against the meter <laughs> But definitely, I think maybe one of my favorites aside from Casey was Josh. And I know, I know, I know, Josh was a cokehead. He was a liar. He was a horrible person. But he was so funny. You're taking all of my shit. All my material. (laughs) We'll come up with better material. 
Clear. Was funny. No, you're just first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Josh, I, I thought it was so funny. And, and again, it's a character who had great chemistry with Mindy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jackie, how about you? I also voted for Casey because I honestly don't even think any of the other options were. <laughs> Amen. Like, like, no offense to anyone here if you how voted for Cliff. You? No. But like, I didn't vote for Cliff. He sucks. <laughs> I only, I only liked Cliff in that scene where he was like singing "You Were Meant for Me." I think. Yeah. I was like, well, that's relatable, but like everything else, it was like, oh, no clue. Um, but yeah, I thought Casey was pretty great. It was hard for me to be like completely on board with him because I shipped her with Danny so much. Like even from the first episode where he like absolutely does not deserve her, I still was. I hope they turn this around and those two get together. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. Also, he's not a good love interest at all, but I was really excited about, I think his character was Tom. Yeah. (laughs) Because, like, (laughs) I went through this phase where I, like, really had a crush on Bill Hader, so. I mean, didn't we all? I mean, no. It's understandable. (laughs) It's understandable, I think. Uh, yeah, so Casey. Is- yeah, well, and Tom almost ended up in the poll. I only put Ben in there because I was like, I'm going to put one of the later season guys in there since she married <laughs> like him. The guy she married there, should probably be in yeah, there somewhere. Yeah, but I did almost put Tom in there because you can only put four on Twitter. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish I liked Ben. Like, I wish that was something that I could have gotten behind, but it just. It didn't make sense to me. Well, and that's what's kind of really frustrating about Ben because he is a good character and he's a good guy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he deserves so much better than what he gets from Mindy. I think he got treated so terribly by Mindy. It was very clear that Mm -hmm. she was not in a position to marry him and she did anyway and she put him and his daughter and her son um through a lot of emotional turmoil because she was determined to be ready to move on. And that was really, really frustrating. And I think that was so unfair for Ben because rewatching, he's not a bad guy. Like I, I At joked all. that I totally forgot about him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's a good guy, but he's, he's, really he's a, a good, good guy. guy. He's a catch. Like yeah. mm-hmm. he is a catch. Especially for, yeah, a right? woman, for a woman in her mid thirties. That's me. <laughs> But I'm married. My husband won't let me date. Um, um, but, That's a big obstacle right there. But so, yeah, right. Carl and Jackie really touched on Casey and, and what made him so fun and interesting. I loved Josh just as a entertaining character. I think mm-hmm. one of the toughest things about this show, and it's something that I didn't notice as much when I was watching it live as I do now, is that it doesn't really let any of their characters develop right? much. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true of all of the characters, but especially if you look at any of the kind of guest stars or recurring characters, they don't get to grow much. Even Josh, mm-hmm. who I feel like grew a lot, still didn't really get that. 
And, and I find yeah. that really crushing and I find it really hard to kind of get behind any of these other guys or frankly, any of her romantic relationships, because even the growth that we get from say Danny and Mindy, which we'll talk about later is very, very minimal. Mm-hmm. And it just yeah. kind of felt like the writers did not know how to write adults. Mm-hmm. And yeah. fully faceted three-dimensional adults so like i liked casey he was really fun but he uh, eventually devolved into his dj self and then like later we see that he owns a shoe store but we don't conveniently we don't see any of the growth that happens to get him to that <laughs> right yeah you yeah. know what i mean peter is a total and he's not a love interest but he is a total like bro frat dude and then he goes away and we come back and conveniently he's like a great dad and husband like, we don't actually ever see the growth. It just is like, boom, smash cut. Here they are being great people. You just trust yeah. it. And, really- and I found that really disheartening about the show, I guess, on my rewatch. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I'm going to say something that you three are going to hate me for but i hated casey i never liked casey i couldn't stand casey (laughs) i mean i thought he was terrible for mindy but he was interesting i just did i didn't like him in general he was like nails on a chalkboard to me um and maybe i just don't like the actor i don't know it just i found him so hard to watch the only time i liked him was at the when when they broke up honestly i thought that um the way he played that was really good towards the end i thought it was a really emotional moment um but i just i was like god you are so obnoxious i don't know i just found him annoying so i apologize but i did not <laughs> i know i'm like everybody loves casey so I was like, I know I'm, Aaron. Gonna, I'm gonna be the only one who doesn't like casey, but i've never i <laughs> Yes, I know. I never liked him, liked him. But um, I'm going to say, and this person wasn't in the poll, but and I almost put him in too. It was between him and Tom and Ben. Um, I actually think Charlie was a really good boyfriend for Mindy because Charlie helped Mindy grow a little bit. I think she learned a lot from that relationship. It was very brief, of course, and we didn't really get much character development from him, of course, although I think he was the most stable guy she ever really dated um i think ben was pretty stable too but he was like the most stable guy but i just want to give a shout out for him because i thought he was actually a really nice person because that was a problem that i had with a lot of her boyfriends Mm -hmm. is most of her boyfriends were not good people i mean they just weren't i i didn't think i mean i know casey deep down was a good person but like i mean josh he was a fun character but he was an awful human being Tom. Hey, you didn't I, ask I love, who I the best people too, were. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm just saying that that those was, are that different was my, answers. <laughs> those, that, was, that was one of my my issues was that. But I do think I think um, Seth Rogen's character, who was her friend from grade school, who's in the one episode yeah. um, in season one, I thought he was really mm-hmm. great, and I remember because I. Lucky, I shipped Danny and Mindy from the very first episode because you could already tell they had this chemistry there in the pilot. Um, even when they were fighting, you could tell them instantly. But 
he was the only other guy that I actually was like, oh, that would be really interesting if they'd kept him along for a little bit because he was really cool and nice and they had great, I thought they had really good chemistry. They really did. So I liked, yeah. I liked him a lot. So if we, but I mean, it was Seth Rogen, so I don't think they're going to be able to get him yeah, to no. be around for longer. Can you imagine? You know, especially in the first cameo. season of this yeah. tiny show. I know. Sorry, Seth Rogen. <laughs> yeah. It's when we changed the name. Yeah, I thought he was really great, but, and I will say, yeah, Ben, I felt bad for Ben because, I mean, she even trashed him for being a nurse and he was like, he was, yeah. he was such a good guy. He was one of the ones that I would want to date him in real life. I'd be like, oh yeah, you're a really stable, good guy. You're a good dad. You're, yeah. I'd be like, yep, yep. But yeah, but they did not work. They were really kind of forced and um, yeah. So yeah, I think a lot of her relationships in the later seasons after season four were really forced so. yeah yeah and we'll get into that when we get into the can i yeah for a second and just say that i have spent this like the past however long you've been talking trying to figure out who charlie <laughs> is and i the still don't know he was, he, yeah, the Tim Daly, he was the cop towards the end of season two he where kept running, he kept running her tickets <laughs> He yeah. gave her a ticket for being a hysterical I woman. I remember him now. Yeah. Yeah. She, honestly, she kind of deserved yeah. like, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a feminist, but I would write Manili Heary so many tickets if I was a cop. Yeah. Mostly, I feel like it would be involving nudity, but. Yeah. Yeah. And she'd probably never pay those tickets. She probably has a bunch of tickets she's never paid. So. But. Yeah. Okay, well let's let's dive in. Um actually let's dive in since I think Mindy and Danny's gonna take a long time. Let's dive into the supporting characters first <laughs> and then we'll go back to Mindy and Danny. Um because I think that's kind of where the show started uh skydiving. Um but let's talk about the supporting characters. I did two polls. I did a poll for your favorite supporting male and Peter won that. Um, well, actually, it was pretty close between Peter and Morgan. Actually, it was kind of a tie. Um, and then for favorite female, Beverly uh, won that on Twitter. And Tamara won that on Facebook. But they kind of evened each other out because a couple people voted for, because I think at least one person voted for Beverly on Facebook. So I'm going to go around and just ask everybody who their favorite supporting characters are and how you I know we've already talked about how they didn't really develop a lot of people, but um, just talk about how you felt about them. Start with you, Carla. Well, 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 well. <laughs> I am so glad that we're on this topic because Carla does not have a lot to say. <laughs> I have nothing to say except for all of these things, which are sharing her whole life. With us. Yes, I have indeed. Um, I, I absolutely love Morgan. I think he is. I, I, I've always loved Ike Barinholtz from back when he was on Matt TV, when he, when I saw that he was going to be on the Mindy project. I mean, that that's part of what helped me um, be sold into the, the idea of watching it. And, you know, that totally paid off because Morgan is so funny and he's just, you know, a perfectly absurd character who really doesn't make any sense. And I, you know, I, I think that the character was treated so poorly by the show as so many of the characters were because mm -hmm. there's no reason why he couldn't have um you know like they, they treat him as just absolute trash that lives in trash with trash people and it, it just it, it always rubbed me the wrong way but 
I still think Ike Barinholtz as Morgan Tukers was so funny and he had so much heart. He really was one of the, the, the few characters that they allowed to have a huge heart who could really consistently be there for people. And he would just go hardcore for the people that he loved. I mean, you don't have very many people <laughs> um, in that show who were so devoted to their friends and treated them as family like Morgan Tukers. And, you know, again, the fact that that they just kind of brush that off and don't really treat him as family back is just like a stab to the heart. Um, Tamara, I really liked. Um, I, I, you know, another one that they did wrong, but mm -hmm. I, I thought that she was, you know, I, I love it that she was so, uh, she was funny in a very kind of like laid back way. You know, her, um, the, the way that she delivered lines, it, it wasn't like an, a, um, an, like a, a up in your face kind of comedy. It was just very, um, perfect uh, character comedy which is I, I really love to see that where a character actor will just go deliver the lines and it may just be like three or four words but they stay in your head and Tamara had a lot of those really really good ones and also you know Tamara also brings Rayron into the picture and I just loved Rayron <laughs> to this day whenever I have calamari I whisper to myself played out squid and I only whisper to myself because nobody else gets it Nobody gets it. And I can't tell anybody else that I love played out squid because I'll be like, what are you talking about? I'm like, if you had watched him in your project, like I could told you to, you would totally understand what played out squid means. Anyway. Um, but I, I did start off with a quote from Cliff because I thought Cliff was hilarious. I thought that, you know, aside from the whole um, love interest thing, they brought him back a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Just as, you know, because he was the, one of the lawyers in the, in the office building that Mindy would just go to for just anything and everything. And he was, as much as he ended up extremely disliking Mindy, understandably, since she left him at his grandmother's funeral after causing a fire at his grandmother's, grandmother's <laughs> funeral by knocking over candles with her butt while she was making out with Danny, I would be a bit upset too. I might hold a bit of a grudge. But, you know, you, you have the episode You've Got Sexed, which is one of the best written episodes and you have the interaction with him and Peter and um and Morgan mm -hmm. especially like when they're in the bathroom and and um and Peter and Morgan are just trying to argue that like well yeah we we kind of catfished you but it was for a good cause yep um and I could just go on for 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 days about Peter Peter is probably hence down my favorite um Peter I, I could just go on and on about him forever he He's just hilarious. I love Adam Pally anyway, but Peter is just so funny and and he come he becomes such a good friend to Mindy and um in it you know I, I know that people hated him when he came on the show they they had like major problems with Peter and you know there was like this whole anti Peter movement and frankly like personally I had written a uh, a fanfic um that kind of had a, a huge Peter's subplot and all of Peter hate <laughs> kind of made me stop writing it because I was so sad. <laughs> but Aww. but Peter really was, I think, one of Mindy's most enduring, most caring friends. And I, I really think mm -hmm. he brought a lot to the show. And um, I, I just, I, I'm a huge Peter fan. What can I tell you? Mm -hmm. I, I agree. 
and Jackie. Um, yeah, I was also going to say Peter is my favorite too. Um, I would have maybe read your fanfic. I don't really read fanfic. Oh, no. <laughs> but it interests me. Um, uh, yeah, I thought Peter was okay. Maybe I don't have that strong of feelings as I thought that. Well, like we already discussed, like the show is seriously lacking such character development. Like I love uh, Tamara, but there's just like nothing more than like Mm -hmm. her lines. You know what I mean? Like they don't delve into it. So it's harder than like if you're watching Gilmore Girls and you're like, I love Suki because like she has tons of character development. Um, but I would definitely say Peter's my favorite. I like Morgan. Um, and Ike Barinholtz, his brother, is on Superstore, which I yes. enjoy him on there, too. Go, Team Barinholtz. Uh, <laughs> I love Superstore. Me, <laughs> too. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess i'll just leave it there with i love adam pally i watched happy ending because of him um like that's all i can think of honestly right now oh, yeah. oh i like the midwives too which i completely forgot about when we were talking about love interests when she, <laughs> yeah, well, the, she, the, she does shower she does shower. Uh, get around the office building quite a lot yeah, she does. as brendan delory <laughs> <laughs> she does get along um yeah yeah i kind of i I understand what you're saying like it's i absolutely love peter i think he's one of the very very few characters on the show that actually did develop at all Mm -hmm. um i think it's really not upsetting but disappointing that so much of his development happened like off screen we didn't get to see him grow it was just like he would come back and visit and then suddenly he's like a really good dad and or he come back and he's like and and that was really frustrating for me and i feel like that's such a big frustration with the show because what's mostly frustrating about it is we know that these writers can write great stories Mm -hmm. um and to feel like it felt like once fox canceled them there's literally one week between fox canceling them and hulu picking them up and it was like that week was enough and they just gave up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that was yeah. that was what was most disappointing as a fan. So I like I love Peter. I thought I thought he was a great addition. I thought he was one of the only characters who showed, including Mindy and Danny, honestly. I thought mm-hmm. Peter was one of the only characters who showed any yeah. kind of real growth. I like I love Jeremy, but I hate what they did to that character. I hate Yeah how they turned him they they just didn't know what to do with him like god forbid they have like a good looking guy who's also you know a good guy um he had to be fat or pathetic or ridiculous um in their minds before anyone could kind of relate to him in any way or he was just a total asshole um and morgan i have a hard time with morgan like he was just i think he was for me he was just two steps too far (laughs) 
in a, in a lot of ways. There are some things I really enjoyed. I really did enjoy when he would kind of put Mindy in her place with stuff. Um, just because he did get treated so yeah. terribly by everybody. Mm-hmm, and yeah. it was a bit different. Like It wasn't like in Parks and Rec where Jerry gets treated like garbage by everybody within the office. But he has this beautiful, wonderful life outside mm-hmm. of that. And it kind of compensates for it. Morgan had nothing. <laughs> and it really, so yeah. much of what their jokes were felt like punching down. Mm-hmm. And that's not ever really very funny for me, in my opinion. Um, as far as female characters, Beverly is just, I love Be- Beverly. She is like, I'm going to throw out another Mike Sure comedy. Um, she's like Creed Bratton in a yeah. lot of ways. <laughs> She is. She really is. And I love her so much. And I was really actually very privileged to spend about an hour and a half talking to Beth Grant. Um, Back when I was doing the Mindy Project podcast, kind of about her character. And and, and I get tickled every time I see Beth Grant in anything. Yeah. Like, she's in so many things that you'll see. Yeah. She's in everything. I I watched her in an episode of Criminal Minds where she was literally murdering and burning children. I'm like, oh my god, it's Beth Grant! I love her! (laughs) And then I'd be like, no way, she's bad! (laughs) But she's so good being bad! Yay, Beth Grant! Well, she has probably one of the best lines in Donnie Darko, the movie that I've watched more than anything else. She has one of the best lines ever in that where, you know, I I seriously doubt your commitment to sparkle motion! (laughs) I mean, it's just the best line, and yeah. She's she's fantastic, and Beverly's a fantastic character, and I feel like they did her some weird... I don't know. I just felt like the writers in the show really lost their way with all of the characters. Like, they randomly brought some sun on for her. Like, Beverly didn't yeah. need a sun. Beverly did not need, like, quote-unquote humanizing. She was there for one purpose. To be kind of ridiculous comedy relief. No matter what was going on, Beverly would be there with a quip, you know, like in one of the early seasons when Dan, when Christina came and busted in on Danny, getting mad at him for masturbating or watching porn when he wouldn't have sex (laughs) with her. And she got really mad and broke his laptop. And that was a really kind of like intense scene. Cause that, I'm sorry. If my husband like stomped in, he yelled at me for watching porn and broke my computer. (laughs) First yeah. off, I would be like, who are you, pod person? Um, mm-hmm. Second, it would be a really, it was a, <laughs> it would be a really intense situation. And Beverly was always there to diffuse that. And in that scene, she's like, I don't understand why everyone's mad about masturbating. I did it during this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, like, of all the characters to, to not give development to beverly was like the one where you could be like well this is an old yeah. lady she's just gonna say whatever exactly. she says and f it and, and um, you're right though it, it's like it's just like with creed it's like they're, they're both questionable yeah. people they may or may not have murdered somebody in their past they're really so know. interesting <laughs> i feel like they were in the same cult <laughs> yeah probably they probably, they probably had sex they were probably in the <laughs> same orgies together like i feel like creed and beverly are very intertwined and it was like, you have all these wonderful characters that you could develop and you could enrich so much. And you didn't do that, but you felt the need to give Beverly a random son and grandchildren for what reason? 
Yeah, it was. And yeah, exactly. It was like it that felt so random and out of place and it's like, disingenuous. Okay, you're, this is the character. Mm-hmm. You're, I'm trying so hard to be positive, you guys, and I'm having such a hard time. <laughs> it's okay. We're all we're all suffering from it. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and you know, I think I you know Peter Peter would be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, Morgan would be a close second, but Peter Peter, I think I liked Peter actually kind of from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did grow a little bit on the show. You saw some of it in season two, I think with Lauren. And that's why I ha- I hated what they did with him and Lauren in the beginning of season three, because yeah. Lauren was so good they for made him. So dramatic. And tell- mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you could tell he wanted to change and he, he was just loved her and he was really good with her kid. And then they made, they made that whole thing about him not ever being able to bring a woman to orgasm, be this thing that may basically made him like the, you know, not the good, even though he ends up with her in the end, but like making him kind of the fool. Yeah. And even though he was kind of, you know, he had that frat guy thing kind of going on, but deep down he really cared and he really cared about Mindy. I think, think next to morgan he cared about mindy the most of any character on no, the show. I, I mean love, even more than danny i love <laughs> he was, yeah they had a really great and i'm so glad they never ever tried to take yeah. it anywhere else Thank and you, i was yes. so worried after after they went to the wedding when when uh, peter went to the wet uh josh's wedding with mindy i was so worried they were going to start trying to do a little love triangle thing with mm-hmm. peter and mindy and i'm so glad they didn't go there because their friendship was what was so great and you know um carla brought up um the you've got sexed episode and that episode <laughs> is so great and yeah. peter is just so great in that one and when he's trying when he's when they're in the bathroom and they're both Morgan saying, if it's any help, you know, we were, I was turned on. Yeah. <laughs> and then Peter's saying, yeah, me too. If, if it's, it's any, any help. help, whatever. Yeah, if it's any help. And then in Be Cool, I thought Peter was so great. Oh my Be God. Cool. He was yeah, such a yeah. good friend to her. And he was so great at calling out Danny on his bullshit. Yeah. I mean, I loved that. I loved it in um, the Indian bbw mm-hmm. one episode that episode i loved how he called out danny there. why do you care and, you know, <laughs> right yeah 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 and just and even you know even talking about i think she's got feelings for the practice she want, i mean and, yeah he told Jamari, he said she may even want to bowl in the practice <laughs> but still he just had such a great a great heart and he was such a great addition and i think when he left a big heart a big part of the show kind of floundered mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, the heart got lost and i think he kind of helped he helped it a lot um and i and i loved morgan i did i think it just got a little tiring the shtick of him being a mess and being gross really and um the whole thing of hoarding animals really was what he was doing right. he was hoarding yeah. dogs and i'm the biggest dog person in the world but he was hoarding dogs well like is- my my most recent adoption is from a pet hoarder so it's one of those things like that's great my dog mm-hmm. who's terrified of people awesome yeah <laughs> yeah 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 and so but you know so he just he was a good person i think he had a good heart but i wish they had kind of lightened up on that yeah. instead of gone all in on well, that they and made it kind of just over the they years they made his poverty a joke mm-hmm. yeah know? exactly it's like mm-hmm. what the hell is that about 
Well, and joking yeah. about when Mindy saw what minimum wages is, don't tell Morgan we we might have to pay him that. I'm like that's right. Like, how is that funny? Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those yeah. things where you can't even be like, oh, well, it's time because it was only literally like I think two three years ago. And it's right. Just like, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. no, that, that's just meanness. Yeah. is what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I totally totally agree. Yeah, and I mean even Tamra, they they were great together, but I I think there were times when Tamra wouldn't be mean to him, but there were still those things like when I was watching just Reese just like couple hours ago watching the series finale at their wedding and even morgan says well i'll try and get a ride home with tamra and i'm like Mm -hmm. okay we can just cut these out now i mean you're married and i like tamra i think tamra was kind of a a thin very thinly written character and kind of a caricature Mm -hmm. in herself i mean yeah but but i yeah but and like we've said that was um kind of a downfall of the show is that they didn't develop a lot of the characters, you know, and, and it would have been great to see all of Peter's development on screen instead of just hearing about it later when he'd come and visit, because he was such a good character. He was one of my absolute favorite characters, period. And yeah, it would have been great to see more of that. And I liked being able to see a little bit of that in season two and even a little bit in season three when, you know, he rented out Danny's apartment, Danny's second apartment and stuff. And yeah, I just, yeah, he was, he was great. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I no, go ahead. Sure. I'm sorry. Um, like we were saying about, like, the lack of character development, it's just that, like, they cling to mm-hmm. certain things, and so it's, like, the farther you watch into the show, it, they just keep doing the same things mm-hmm. over and yeah. over with the characters, like, like the Morgan poverty stuff and like everything Tamara does, I feel like is the same kind of joke, just like about a different topic. You know what I mean? They like make everyone pretty much into a character. (laughs) Oh my God. I can't even say it. You're just so angry about it. (laughs) Yeah. I just definitely stumbled all over it, but like, that's just like the whole thing that's one of the reasons i know we'll get to it but like one of the reasons the show goes downhill is because they just revert everyone back to as if it were like the pilot episode except the pilot oh so true yeah and it's it's lazy writing is what it is they're just it's just very well and it's something that you notice and i feel like i feel like it could have maybe been forgivable maybe 10 years ago but especially now when we have like binge capabilities like when you could just watch episode after episode after episode and we have such choices such huge choices in fantastic television um and so many shows now i think are written for those binging episodes they're written to be a good tight storyline that's why we have a lot of shorter episodes which is fantastic Mm -hmm. um but this show just does not hold up to the quote-unquote binge standard because Mm -hmm. if you're going to sit and watch six seasons of a tv show in two weeks and not see any development from point a to point b then that i feel like is a bigger damnation than if you're sitting here watching one episode a week for six years because it's you can tell what a stark contrast it is from beginning to end yeah and I just, I feel like, I don't know. We'll talk about it later. 
on. We'll I, have, I, have more, I have <laughs> more to say. And I don't want to, I don't want to yeah, get and, into it right now. Okay. Yeah. And we'll end up segueing into it um, with the next topic, which will be Mindy and Danny um, and talk about their relationship and their highs and their lows. And I did a, I did a poll on that too, to see first off if people shipped them and if they did um, how they felt about them. And what I had on there was if you just shipped them season one to season two, if you liked them, you stopped shipping them after season three, or if you were a diehard shipper or a never shipper, no one voted for never. Uh, there was only one vote for diehard um, and season one to season two and, and stopped shipping them after season three were pretty much tied. So we're going to go around and talk about Mindy and Danny. Um, Carla, your thoughts on them. Okay. So I think it's amazing that um, the show only lasted two seasons and that Mindy and Danny <laughs> ended up together in one of the most perfect episodes of any TV show. And then, playing, unfortunately, right? and then unfortunately, a meteorite hit New York and nothing else happened. <laughs> because that is the only explanation I will accept for the rest of the seasons happening and for the way that the Mindy and Danny ship went down. Because obviously this is like, you know, as people are dying, they're having all of these weird dreams and they're having all of this hallucination <laughs> about Danny. A bunch of neurons. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's firing neurons all it is. It's, it's just, you know, people dying and having horrible um, <laughs> thoughts about things happening that clearly would never happen in a sane world. But, um, but yeah, okay. So Mindy and Danny, seasons one and two, just, it, it's one of those classic ships that you have you know and and your favorite rom-coms and your favorite sitcoms but what i really liked is that you know there is the unresolved sexual sexual tension the ust in the first season and the second season they start to explore it a little bit more gradually and um you know in in season one like i, I think it was jackie who who brought up um danny castellano is my gynecologist and it, it's it's such a wonderful episode because you have Danny, you know, claiming that he's just, you know, he doesn't really care. So that's why he's perfect to to do her her annual test and and Mindy being like, Well, I don't care either. So they're trying to prove to each other how little they care about each other as, as the personal friend kind of thing. And then you <laughs> It's the gynecological chicken. It is gynecological chicken. Yeah. The, the, the perfect perfect moment when Mindy moans as Danny's <laughs> her breast and and Danny like you can just kind of like see all of these things like wash through him in that second and he's like come on and he just kind of like backs up and he just can't do it anymore <laughs> and it's like the perfect episode and like that's really when I started shipping it like be before then I was like okay whatever like this is just going to be like the obnoxious know-it-all doctor and whatever but in that moment I was like yeah I, I think I might be into this um, and, and you know season two progresses and you you get to know a little bit more about Danny and how gruff he is but also how how what an, a, a kind well no a good person he can be like this is the decision um, when um, in uh, when you're talking about um, David Rose and Patrick Brewer when when David uh -huh. says that you're you're uh, a nice person and Patrick says you're a good person and David says but I said you're nice 
And it's like, no, you can't <laughs> ever accuse you're a Danny. Good person. <laughs> yes. You can't ever accuse mm-hmm. Danny of being a nice person, but he's a David. good person. <laughs> but yeah, but but Danny is a good person. He he's really there for Mindy when it counts. And yeah, he has his moments. Um in season two, like when he's dating one of Mindy's friends and he gets very upset at her for bringing a prostitute to, to his dinner party and um, and basically like How kicked her you? out. Yeah. <laughs> but mm-hmm. in that same season, when he's her personal trainer and she's having all these body confidence issues and he says to her that you're a woman and that's good, look, just look like a woman, um, which, you know, now, mm-hmm. of course, is, is a different, a whole different topic with, you know, um, what is a woman when you're talking about uh you know is that kind of turfy but okay so the reality is mindy danny just really cared about mindy in those first couple seasons Mm -hmm. as the show went on you really question that you really question whether he genuinely cares about her or if if, if it was just like well she's into me i'm kind of into her let's just do this and then they have a baby and it's okay, well, now she has to do whatever I want because I am the man of the family. And, you know, he just becomes like a real sexist dude, which you you didn't really see so much in the first couple of seasons. You saw, like, bits of that, but they were then kind of, uh, they kind of wrote it as he was growing out of it towards the end of season two. He was always talking about how proud he was of his ma for, um, for working so hard to keep him and his brother um you know happy and safe and all of that and then Mm -hmm. mindy isn't you know he's basically telling mindy that in order to be a good mom that she can't work and that just doesn't make any sense and that i completely Mm -hmm. attribute to poor writing because it's nothing to do with chris messina's Mm -hmm. acting at all chris messina did the best he could with the material he was given um and certainly, I mean, Mindy also played her role in the um, the relationship kind of falling apart. But I think a lot of it falls on the way that they wrote Danny. Now, I understand that Chris Messina had, um, you know, he was pursuing other acting opportunities. But there mm-hmm. are better ways to write around that than to completely undermine the character. Yeah. Yep. Great. Yep. And Jackie, what are your thoughts on? So, like I said, I had shipped them from the very first episode. Um, and it was just one of those ships that I have many of these where what we got mm-hmm. wasn't what we wanted. Like, I had this with Spike and Buffy. I had this with yeah. Joey and Pacey on Queen's Creek um it's like what I wanted so bad like they just I mean obviously that's the way that they wanted the show to go because that's how they wrote it like they had control and that's how they wrote it but it's definitely like not what any of us wanted and it's like when you watch a movie and you know it ends and it's like on the happy ending like that's kind of how this should have been like when Carla said it should have ended after season two um because just everything they gave us after it just 
it didn't hold up to mm-hmm. our expectations. Um, and like she said about like him thinking she shouldn't work as a mom and like, you know, him right. not yeah. supporting mm-hmm. later baby and stuff like that. It's one of the ships that, like, once you get it, it just, it completely falls apart. And mm-hmm. it's kind of heartbreaking. And I guess that's what happens in life, too. Um, yeah. Which just kind of made me even <laughs> yeah. sadder. Yeah, because you don't want that in your your ships that you're shipping on a show, on fictional thing. You want those to work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was just a big disappointment yeah. for me. And Meg. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of feelings uh, about Mindy and Danny, and especially after. So, we touched very briefly that I did a podcast about this show. So, I was like, ride or die uh, for the Mindy project when it was first when it was first airing, and that's actually I will always have a place in my heart because that's where I met all of you guys. Um. <laughs> But as far as Mindy and Danny goes, it was honestly, I think it is still the most disappointing ship I have ever sailed. And I ship Dean and Cass on Supernatural, and that (laughs) is a a ship that will never sail. So I feel like it says a lot to me, to everyone. Yeah. (laughs) That D, that Danny and Mindy are the most <laughs> frustrating and heartbreaking, and not even in a good way. Um, ships like I can I can take a heartbreaking ship. Like I was a huge Spike and Buffy shipper, and that ship did not sail at the end. Yeah, but it was a great ending. It was a great story. I am always mm-hmm. someone who regardless of whether or not I like how a story is going, if it's a good story, then I'm in. I'm there for it, regardless of whether or not it's what I want to be happening um, in the story. Um, And I just thought that Danny and Mindy's relationship was so terribly mishandled that it kind of ruined the entire show for me. I never believed in the moonlighting curse. Um, and then Danny and Mindy kind of happened. I was so on board from the minute. I was very much the same as uh, Jackie and Carla. I was, and, and I'm pretty sure you, Aaron, I was there from the pilot. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. was like, give me this grumpy old man. <laughs> Enemies to friends to lovers trope is like my favorite. <laughs> I am there. That's my jam. Um, But some of the things that were that just examples like Danny constantly having to be told by other people that he should care about Mindy Mm -hmm. was so frustrating. Like, and the thing was, is like so much of their relationship, even in the second season, even into the third season, so much of it was Mindy does her best. Danny doesn't care. Somebody tells Danny that he's supposed to care and he does a big romantic gesture. And then everything is okay. They never actually talk about it. They never address what he did and how he treated her and, and his disrespect for her and his bullying of her and his complete 
flip as a character in season three or four, I can't remember what it was, was just infuriating. It wasn't just disappointing. Mm -hmm. It made me so angry. Like, I stopped doing my podcast because, like, I just, I was, I was done with this show. And I felt really betrayed by the writers, actually, if I'm going to be honest, about how they wrote Danny and Mindy. Um, because, and Carla and I, I think both have talked about how much we don't like the will they, won't they, or the constant unresolved sexual tension or breaking up and starting over again and everything like that. And Danny and Mindy is like the perfect mess to illustrate that. Like when they broke up and be cool, that felt real and that mm-hmm. felt genuine mm-hmm. And that Be Cool is one of my favorite episodes. Like, it's a heartbreaking episode. But that moment when they're sitting on the bed and Danny tells her, like, heartbreakingly that she's his best friend and he can't lose her, that felt real. Yeah. Danny's saying, if you want to pursue your career, we can't be together because you won't be a good mom. Felt so disingenuous to me. Yep. As a character. And I'm sorry, I could go on forever about my like anger about this relationship (laughs) but it's just it's one of the most disappointing relationships i've seen on tv in the past 10 years easily yeah yeah no i totally agree and um Here's the thing. Danny to me was my favorite character Mm -hmm. on the show. He was hands down my favorite character because I always seem to gravitate towards characters who, as, as a person who has father issues herself, whose dad left when she was born and then came back and then left again. Um, I totally relate to that. Um, so I always felt for Danny and always was like, okay, okay, you can get over that and you can open up your heart to her. And I think that's what, and that's what I liked about them together was that she pushed him in a way. She made him more fun. She made him break out of his shell a little bit. She, you know, you saw that a lot in the first season towards the end of the first season. And then in the second season, you really saw that. And what was so frustrating was Danny reverting to this caveman Mm -hmm. type mentality was so not who he was. That's what was so, yes, he was gruff and he was like an old man kind of thing. But that was charming. He loved strong. (laughs) Yeah. And he loved, he, the thing was, is he loved strong, Mm -hmm. independent women. I mean, look at Christine, his ex-wife. Look at any woman, any woman Danny dated throughout the show um, for the first couple of seasons was a strong and independent woman like his mom, because he was very attached to his mom. And I think they kind of made that too weird. Yeah, they did. But he was, he was, he was, you know, he was, he liked that. He liked the independent thing. He wouldn't want a woman who was not independent and where he had to just completely just take care of everything. That's not Danny. It just didn't fit his character. And that's why it was so frustrating mm-hmm. to see you know, because I, I stopped watching the show really, um, really as far as like being invested in it mid season three, because it just started going downhill there. And I really, like I said, I had hope after the first episode of season three that 
they were con- going to continue this growth with Danny that, you know, his whole voiceover in the beginning of, of the season is, you know, I used to be a jerk back then and how he's not supposed to be jerking more. And instead he becomes a bigger yeah. jerk. He becomes like the biggest jerk in the world. And I think what it was is the writers didn't know how to handle, like you mentioned this, Carla, they didn't know how to handle the fact that Chris Messina was going to be, didn't want to be the show anymore. You could tell he didn't want to do the show anymore. He was getting other offers. I think he was bored with the character. I think he was bored with what I he was I think given. he never, in, and I so think he never intended on being a main character on a TV, sh- on like a network TV show well, from yeah. the beginning. He wasn't supposed to be. And then their chemistry was just so good that he became a regular. And I don't think that was something he ever wanted from the beginning. Yeah, but, but you can... But if you're going to write off a character, yeah. like I remember around the time when he started becoming a jerk, that someone said it would have been better if they just had him die. And I agree. It would have been a lot better yeah. if he had just died mm-hmm. because that would have been heartbreaking and horrible to watch. But what they did to him was even more heartbreaking and it ruined the whole show. And they ruined Mindy along with yeah. it, too. Yeah. And they it was it was just so heartbreaking to watch. And Chris Messina is I love Chris Messina. He's an amazing actor. He's really good. I don't think he was as good in the later seasons, I will say, even though he's great. But I think it's because they didn't have anything to do. And he didn't want to be there. You could tell he didn't want to be there. So it was like, this is so pointless having this character still here. Um, And I think, Jackie, your comparison with Pacey and Joey and Danny and Mindy, and I never realized it until now, is so accurate. Although I think they didn't didn't destroy Pacey like they did Danny. But... I remember it, and we're going to do a Dawson's Creek episode sometime in the future because I love that show, especially Pacey. Pacey is (laughs) the best. Um, But what what they did with Pacey in the end of season four in Dawson's Creek is they made him a total jerk to Joey, and it was so not Pacey. Even though Pacey had a little bit of that jerkiness to him, it was the same kind of thing with Danny where it was this – it was more of this insecurity, and then he was getting better, and he was so great with – with Joey and he still had that insecurity because he felt she was so much better than him, but, but they didn't have to destroy, try to mm-hmm. destroy his character because I don't know, they were going to probably try and get her back together with Dawson or whatever, but you know, going on a tangent there, but, but I just think that's just such a great comparison because I was like, you're kidding me. These two are so perfect together. And then you're going to do this. Well, and I mean, yeah, they're going to go ahead. Sorry. They're going to have bumps, but it's just so ridiculous. And the same thing with Mindy and Danny, because I believed, you know, for a long time, I actually thought Danny liked Mindy a lot more than Mindy liked Danny. Mm -hmm. And then that all changed in season three, you know, because the the series, the season finale, it should have been the series finale of uh, season two, Danny and Mindy, is one of the best episodes of TV ever, hands down. It's perfect. From the first scene to the last scene, the music, everything about it is perfect. Well, and you really get to see what a great guy Danny is and what a great relationship they would have had. And then they just destroy well, it. And then so you, no, ahead. it's fine. I just, I want to hop in there, especially when you're talking about the season finale of season two. Um, right. Yeah. Season two. Yeah. And the series finale, when we talk about Danny and Mindy, like I just rewatched the C, uh, series finale today and it was really interesting watching the series and it was the same arc that I had as a viewer. I'm like really happy and enjoying the first two seasons and then it just getting worse and worse and worse as it went on. Mm-hmm. And the series finale where they end up together at the end felt so <sighs> gross 
I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. And forced. It, yeah. yeah it, it, I mean, gross <laughs> is not the right word, but I'm sitting here and watching it. And maybe it's because since then or whatever, I've seen so many fantastic season finales, even where I don't get what I want. Mm-hmm. It just felt like, okay, like he was, he's gone mm-hmm. and gone and gone and gone and gone. And then the last three episodes, there's Christmasina popping in for five or 10 minutes. Um, in the show and then we're supposed to just be like oh well her and Danny still love each other and they belong together and suddenly Danny's okay you know he buys into her practice and he's totally like it just felt completely unnatural yeah. and completely just it was such a disappointment and it feels like a betrayal to fans like us who really campaigned to have this show saved Mm -hmm. and this is i feel like in my mind one of those be careful what you wish for yeah (laughs) cautionary tales because wow yeah Yeah. apparently like this series finale of this show was just so disappointing on so many levels even at the very end danny had to be told by somebody else hey yeah i know She's doing a romantic gesture and she's in her corset and she ran in her corset that she can't breathe in where <laughs> her breasts look unnaturally like parted in her dress. I I got really mad, you guys. Like I watched this again and I just got like he had to be told again. Mm-hmm. So we don't even get any kind of feeling of security that Okay, they're ended together. They're gonna stay together because we don't even we don't even get that. Yeah, and and speaking, of, I don't. Think Sorry, I'm so mad. <laughs> no, I I I, don't, I think they would have lasted maybe another month or two, and then they yeah. were broken up because they didn't grow. Because they didn't grow. No, no. Sorry, there was I'm a great fan be angry <laughs> where um, yeah, I know it all comes back to fanfic um, where Danny and Mindy were like together and then apart and together and then apart. So there there was this fanfic that I read once upon a time where Danny and Mindy were um you know they were together and then they had a child and then they broke up and then they would you know kind of have this chemistry all throughout the rest of their their lives and then they're in um at their kids like college dorm and they're talking about you know should we get back together and it's like clearly it's not going to work. And you know like <laughs> that's kind of what the the finale feels like where it's just not going to work why are you still trying yeah yeah and if if they had done with yeah season six if they had basically had a few episodes or even just spent the whole season showing danny growing if they had done that and shown both of them growing and changing then it might have made sense but it was so forced you know, and him having, like you said, him having to be told again to just <laughs> she's trying to be romantic. Well, and, and in, the, in the beginning of yeah. the season, I think it was when he's going through a divorce and Minnie's going through a divorce and he somehow feels like he has the right to be snarky with her. But, about Like even in the beginning of season six, I think it is when Minnie's going through a divorce and maybe it's season five. Okay, I don't know. I it's, all, you. it's all garbage. Can you hear me now, Carla? No. Okay. So when all of this is going on, 
she's going <laughs> through a divorce Danny's going through a divorce, but Danny feels like he has some sort of leg to stand on by mocking her and her the end of her first marriage when he's going through a divorce with his second marriage. Yeah. And that just pisses me off so much. And that I feel like is the encapsulation of the ruination of Danny Castellano. Yeah. Because he he was so great he was so great and it was like clear that mindy was the kind of woman that he wanted to be with and needed to be with and then it was like the writers like okay they got together and then they all collectively lost any concept of what it's like to be in a romantic relationship and i think since then and even before then we have seen couples who are written together in romantic relationships and having it not be like the end of their character development you can and i've i feel like i'm like beating the shit out of a dead horse because i feel like (laughs) i talk i feel like i talk about this a lot but you can have characters in a relationship and they can still be interesting in a relationship like they can still grow and they can still have challenges you don't have to destroy their character in order to keep the show quote-unquote interesting I just I I I don't know. I have a lot of I have a lot of feelings, you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need to lay on the floor with some sour straws right now. <laughs> <laughs> and spend a lot of money that I don't need to spend. <laughs> okay. Well yeah, and, and I mean that's we're pretty much talking about what we were gonna talk about with if they destroyed the show or not, and that's on destroying destroying Danny and the show in general. Um and I don't know if anybody has anything else they want to add to that because we're pretty much already talking about it. But is there well, anything else that anybody wants to add? I would like to add something to that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and it's just that, you know, there's so much to be disappointed about with this show. I feel like a fool for having mm-hmm. been such a, a vocal part of the uh, movement to have um, Hula pick up the Mindy Project. It's one of those things where, you know, as a fan, in the middle of it, it felt like the right thing. It felt like, well, these writers, they're, they know what to, they know what to do. They know what they're doing. They know where they're leading us. I, I have full faith in them that they're going to take us someplace great. And to have that almost immediately turned around mm-hmm. into, into what it became, it just really feels like a slap to the face as a fan. And I know that, that they were going for, unconventional and that was one of the, the things that they kept talking about in interviews um in, in saying that you know well we know best and you know the fans don't they just need to sit along for the ride and we, we know what we're doing um it, that that kind of arrogance that they uh that what they were doing was ultimately the right and only thing to do which you know mm-hmm. sure it's their show they absolutely could do whatever they want to it and not taking that away from them in the least but it's just the, the the fact that what they thought was best to do was to pigeonhole these characters into these little tiny spots. And that's all they could be. They couldn't grow. They couldn't flourish as characters. And a, a, as a fan, like, that might be okay for a show for a show that runs a season or two. It does not pan out in the long run. In the long run, it just becomes... Um, insulting as a viewer to mm-hmm. think that we can't handle growth 
And honestly, it leads me to believe that that the writing staff is not as talented as I once thought that it was, where they think that that that's hilarious and that because they think it's hilarious that that it that's all that matters. And yeah, it's a comedy. Mm -hmm. It should be funny, but there's no point in having a comedy show without growth. It's fine for like Mm -hmm. a comedy movie or a comedy miniseries, maybe. But for a comedy show that lasts seasons and seasons, it is absolutely inexcusable. And it just speaks to um, how poor their grasp of uh, writing overall is. I think that if if there had been a couple of writers in the room who could have, you know, maybe it came down to the powers that be. And that's what they needed. Maybe they needed um, more guidance from... um, from people higher up and they didn't have that with hulu because hulu was just like Mm -hmm. you guys do what you want um where somebody could have been like okay we've seen this it's worked in the past it's getting stale please do something with these characters and that's like one of the few times that i will really say that the powers that be needed to be more involved in a tv show (laughs) yeah because generally i really think that that uh that writers get hamstrung by that kind of dynamic but this is one where somebody should have just stepped in and been like whoa guys when did you guys start sucking at writing yeah Jackie <laughs> do you want do you have anything you want to add about how they ruined the show <laughs> <laughs> this isn't necessarily about how they ruined the show but I think that it's really interesting when you think about like how obsessed we all were and so in love with it to where like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. we or whatever to get the show picked up by hulu or netflix or whomever and we organized live tweets during that first season on hulu mm-hmm. you know and like all of that and like how much we did not really like the rest of the show like that's just super interesting to me like it still holds such a like big part of my heart um yeah probably also because of everyone I met and all of that but I just think it's really interesting like when you think about how big of a like part of your life it was like I know that sounds stupid like we really spent like a lot of time talking about the show (laughs) Mm-hmm. we did oh, yeah yeah that's like, not stupid at all not that's very very accurate yeah i i the mindy project actually this fandom was one of the fandoms that i first got like involved with yeah um i had been fan of, a fan of shows obviously before but this was one of the first times that i really kind of engaged with other people who i didn't know personally already about a tv show and i loved it so much and like i said i forced my husband to do a podcast with me about it (laughs) sorry no go ahead i was just gonna ask um were all of us in that uh sister wives of christmasina group yes (laughs) yes Yes. i don't know if i i don't know no aaron wasn't uh-huh. Aaron, yeah, Aaron may not have been, but I, I definitely was. But it was just like it was one of those things where, and I think the mini project was one of the first shows to get saved by a streaming, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. company. Yeah. 
I know of. From a network. Yeah. So it was it was such a big victory for all of us to oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm getting no, okay. I'm getting a lot of weird notifications. Um there we go. But it was it was honestly one of the oh my gosh, my kid will not so I'm sorry, my kid will just keep texting me. <laughs> and it's it, it's I'm getting notifications. Um, but it was really, really disappointing to kind of see what we worked so hard for and spent so much time on. And it felt like it was a personal, not insult so much, but just a disregard for the people who fought so hard for this show and fought so hard for this story. Mm -hmm. um, when it came and, and what they did to it. And that was one of the most frustrating and upsetting kind of things I think I've ever dealt with with a show. <laughs> If I'm being perfectly honest, I don't remember being as upset or disappointed with the trajectory of the show as I was with the mini project. But yeah. at the same time, the mini project brought me like my best friend in the entire world. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's you. I mean, comment was not about me, by the way. But I love you. So but Jackie, but Jackie, yeah. I love you dearly, and I will consider you a friend forever. Um, it brought me. It brought a lot of wonderful women into my life, and it introduced me to. I think I'm actually pretty sure Aaron through the mini project is the reason yeah. why I watch Supernatural. Right. So yeah. yep. you guys can yep. blame Aaron for that. <laughs> For that, whole, oh boy, just in my mic. For that whole mess, you can blame Aaron. Um, and it also, it also, Mini Project also gave me the most embarrassing celebrity encounter I have ever had in my entire life with what Chris Messina. Oh, oh yeah. Oh really? <laughs> I want to hear. Okay. Can you share? No, it? I can't. <laughs> just give me a second. I have to. So Chris Messina was in a movie i think called room 28 or something like that yes mm -hmm. was it room 28 28 okay. i think there are 28 rooms yeah 28 rooms yeah. there we go so he was in this movie 28 rooms where if you've seen it uh he does full frontal mm -hmm. in this movie which whatever fine he does a great job in this movie as a it's not a great movie in and of itself, but he does a really good job in it, in my opinion. So anyway, so a few years ago, my mom and my sister and I went to Seattle for an Outlander convention where we got to, it was before, so it was like six years ago, it was before Outlander, the show was coming, it was like the summer before they came to be, and we were doing a whole book signing and everything with the author and at the same time, another fan of the mini project, Sarah, lives in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And she and I have been talking. And Chris Messina's directorial debut was going to be at one of the film festivals in Seattle. And he was going to be there to do a Q&A. So I'm just paint that picture for you. So I was like, I was very excited to go and see, to meet Chris Messina. And to see this movie, which looked really interesting. Um... And for some reason, I decided it would be a good idea to have my mom come. <laughs> now, 
Carla's Carla's met my mom, which is why she's already laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my mom had never seen the Mindy Project. She had no idea who Chris Messina was. So I was like, okay, we're gonna wa- we'll watch a couple movies that he's in to kind of give her some kind of frame of reference. And one of the movies we watched was Twenty Eight Rooms, <laughs> in which again, <laughs> Chris Messina is naked with his paint yep all on display so we go to see this movie with sarah and her husband both lovely people (laughs) who did not i should have expected what happened they had no way of knowing so after the movie's done after the q a is done Christmas Ina is at the front of the theater and people are going to talk to him and, and we go up to meet him and I say, Hey, thank you so much. I really, really um, enjoy your work on the Mindy project. And I really like your, the, your movie and blah, blah, blah. You know, trying to be nice mm-hmm. and not yeah. be a weirdo. Yeah. So my mom. <sighs> my mother shakes his hand. And goes, hi, I'm Jane. I really like your ding dong. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That's all she says. There's no follow-up comment. There's nothing. (laughs) This poor man, bless his heart. He is so gracious and so nice. He's like, "Uh, thanks. I really like your pocketbook. And I'm just completely humiliated. (laughs) I like basically club my mother over the head and drag her out. And I feel so bad for Sarah and her wonderful husband. Because they didn't even get to say anything to Chris, Messina. Because what do you say after that? that. Like, hi, I'm Jane. I really like your ding dong. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, he had the his response though is the perfect response yeah, he, was, he was so lovely and gracious about the whole thing I just wanted to die <laughs> I could awesome. not be, I could not believe it and then still to this day she doesn't understand why I would have been embarrassed by that she goes I don't understand if he didn't want me to comment on his penis why was he in a show in a movie where his penis was out like, I don't know because he thought maybe you'd have tact I, I, I don't I, I can't anyway that's, that's okay anyway somewhere somewhere <laughs> in this podcast I had to mention I had to talk about that story because no, I think that's great. It's <laughs> it's forever tied. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great. And you know, there's <laughs> there's a lot I could add about the show going going downhill, but I think what Meg said leads more into the ding dong more of the no. So talking about Christmas scenes. No, we're not going to do that. We're not. Um, <laughs> but here it's really nice, according to my mom. <laughs> um, but I, I, before we talk about the fandom, though, I just want to add re- really quickly because I'm coming from a, coming from a different standpoint here. I kind of abandoned the Mindy Project mid season three. <laughs> I didn't help lobby for it, so I 
So I guess it doesn't, it, it hurts me what they did to it, but it doesn't hurt me as much maybe. Although my mom, I was talking to my mom on the phone and the other day and talking about how we were going to be recording this. And she's like, I remember one day you were talking and you said to me, I am so pissed that the menu project isn't good anymore. And I'm so angry and I'm so hurt that it's a horrible show. And I don't remember saying this at all to her, but that kind of tells you, you know, how important yeah. the show was mm-hmm. and what an impact it had. But what had happened is I started watching Supernatural um, during season three <laughs> of the Mindy Project, and I fell head over heels in love with Supernatural. And I just saw how wonderful they were at the time. I mean, I have issues going with it now, but how wonderful they did their season finales and their season premieres and everything. And I remember it was right around the time season three ended, and I said, and when the season finale of um, Supernatural happened. I went, see, that's how you do a season finale. And I was totally <laughs> talking about the Mindy Project. So it was like Supernatural kind of took the place of it. But what held on, um, even though I, I didn't I didn't always talk to people as much afterwards, which was kind of just, you know, people go their separate ways thing. But the amazing women that it brought into my life, you know, including the three that are on the line right now, um, you know, is just something that I treasure and that I hold dear. I remember starting the whole Mindy birthday project thing that I yeah. did. And I kind of, yeah. And, and, and then pen pals. Yes. Yes. And how we did the secret Santa stuff and all that. And that's what got me into writing fanfic was the Mindy project. That was the first show that I wrote fanfic for and just being able to, meet all these amazing people. So we're going to talk about that because I want to end on a more positive note um, <laughs> and just talk about, cause I think this show, at least for me really shows how powerful and amazing fandom can be um, and what it can bring to your life. And I think this fandom was always for the most part positive. I mean, there were things in the, it slipped episode where there was a lot yeah. of friction over people with that episode. But for the most part, it was, you know, as far as like for any other fandom compared to like the supernatural fandom, yeah. it was very <laughs> nice. What do you mean? The supernatural other, so. fandom is one big family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have some amazing women in my life from that show too, but, um, but I want to go around and just have everybody kind of talk about what that meant to you, what being a Mindian meant to you. Um, I'll start with you, Carla. I have, such love for this show and this is why it's still you know despite everything that i've said it's still a huge favorite of mine and it's, it's still such a huge part of my life i will always consider myself part of the fandom of the show um even though i only acknowledge the first two seasons because <laughs> because of the good that it brought to my life i i had been you know I, I hadn't been part of a fandom since the x-files fandom because of all of the the toxicity and and the bitterness in it I started watching the show while I was up late at night nursing my, my baby. And um, I had recorded a bunch of it. I said, well, I'll just watch it since I'm up anyway. And I fell in love with it. I started reading fanfic, which I never used to do. Through the fanfic, I met um, a lot of of great writers whom I started following on Twitter, who then became family and has led me to even more family. And this is the one show and the one fandom that I still consider to be good and, and good, you know, as, as far as for my, for my fan heart and mm-hmm. for, 
my personal life, I've, um, it, it means more to me than I can really put into words. Um, it's, it, it's a show that, you know, it, it, um, for the first time in a very long time, I had started writing again and I started writing fanfic and that really was just such a wonderful outlet for me and a, and a great form of, of release. And, uh, um, I, I just, you know, I, I can't say enough about all the wonderful people that I've met through the, through the show, through the fandom. Um, you know, Aaron, of course, I, I've been not only, you know, we've been great friends, but I'm also such a huge fan of yours and your writing and oh. your talent and just your, your passion for so much of uh, what it is to be a writer and a fan. And I, I, I'm just absolutely grateful to the show for bringing you to my life. Jackie, you're, you know, I, I just want to say like, you're, you're basically like my far away little sister. I, I, I love you so much. I'm so proud of all of the, the wonderful things you've accomplished over the last few years. I, I'm grateful to know you. Um, even though we've never met in person, that's fine. We will eventually meet in person and I will give you all of the hugs that I've been saving up for you for the last uh, six, seven years because I, I think you're just so wonderful and special and brilliant and hilarious. I, I just can't imagine not having you as part of my life. Um, Meg, I, 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 I can't say enough about you. You're, you're like, you're, you're like another half of my heart. You're somebody who I can go to with for everything that, that I know you can come to me for everything. We're, we're, basically made for each other and if it hadn't been for the show we never would have met and I don't know what my life would be like without you in it and I don't want to find out um you're gonna make me and- cry yeah. I know I'm already <laughs> crying I'm already crying, so. um and you know so many people that the show has brought to into me you know Tiff who mm-hmm. was the first person in the fandom to reach out to me and who was yeah. so welcoming and kind and just has the hugest part and She's witty and uh, absolutely brilliant and full of of just love for good stories. And I, yeah. I just I, I, I've gotten the privilege of of hanging out with her a few times, and I can't get enough. I wish that there were more times that we could hang out. And uh, and Alyssa and Hasty yeah. and um, Ali and. Uh, like who, who am I missing? I'm missing like so many people. Sarah, Shannon, Sarah, Janet, Shannon. Janet. I, I, I can't say enough about Shannon and I won't start because then I will shut up about her. Um, <laughs> but it, it, I'm leaving so many people out and I feel so sorry. Uh, Renata, you know, and I know that I'm pronouncing it like the, the Mexican way. I'm so sorry, but that's just all I see when I, <laughs> <laughs> but um all of you, all of you, including the people that who, whose names, you know, this is, as Tiff said, charge it to my heart, to, to my head, not my heart. Um, you all mean so much to me. You will always be part of my lives. And if there's one thing that I cannot regret about having watched this show, it's that, that I cannot, cannot, and do not want to imagine a world without you guys in it. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Good luck following that, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> um, 
got super emotional while she was talking. (laughs) It is super weird to think about the fact that if the show didn't exist, the likelihood that we all would have met or even that we would have ever met even one person from the fandom. Like, that's so weird that these people just, like, would never have been in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's really sad to me um, while we're recording this because it takes me back to that time of my life and there are so many people that I used to talk to every day from the fandom Mm -hmm. that I don't like I just didn't really keep in touch with I mean there's obviously like you don't there's not enough time in life to like constantly be talking to like everyone that you've ever been friends with Mm -hmm. um but it's still that's kind of really bittersweet um but yeah I also have met some of my best friends from the show uh Ren obviously I'm sure you all know like you know uh that you know we've been super close and um she's come up to ohio three times to visit me um and i've gone to texas before um and uh one of the Alyssas, i know we have a couple um her wedding actually was supposed to be today but was you know coronavirus um and me and Ren were actually supposed to be bridesmaids and and we have a group chat which I just thought of and it's called squadliness (laughs) because of like squad and like we feel sadliness from when Hmm. the speech for the funeral (laughs) I still say sadliness all the time (laughs) I know me too so I just wanted to mention the sadliness because that's one of the best references from it, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I know Carla went into much greater detail about this, but I honestly love all of you guys. Um, and, like, obviously, I'm not just saying that. Like, I genuinely love you guys, and I am always rooting for you guys. Um and hoping that everyone's doing okay. The whole, the I whole. Jackie, I love you, Jackie. The whole end of this yeah, podcast is going to be like we're going to. I was from, sobbing. We're going to go from ranting to like sobbing. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. listening to this. That's episode. why I wanted we'll to be back here next um, week to talk about the show. Then, yeah. oh, before, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Before we go, I also just want to say that um, not only. Uh, you know our friendships from the Mindy Project, but uh, the groups of us that would live tweet episodes of Buffy, <laughs> mm, yeah, that all um got us to like more into the Buffy. You guys fandom. got me watching Buffy. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, like I don't just owe my friendships from the Mindy Project fandom to the Mindy Project, I also owe most of my internet friendships hmm. to it in one way or another. Hmm. Anyway. Oh, oh, I, thank you, Jackie. Yeah, I and I love you, Jackie. This is gonna, I'm, I'm getting really emotional. <laughs> I know. Because, like Jackie said, I think it's the same thing for me. I owe 
probably most of my internet friendships to the Mindy Project because the Mindy Project, you guys are the ones who got me watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer and tweeting about it or doing our like private group chats about it and watching Supernatural and a lot of other shows that I just, I think I would have loved and enjoyed by myself, but having them, having people to share with no matter the distance is all just made it all so much better. And I think one of the things, and it's not like a slight or anything, but one of the things that made it possible was that we were a small fandom. Like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, we, I, feel like I talked to at some point most everyone in the internet fandom of the Mindy Project at one point or another in some way um and I on a more personal note like and 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 I agree with all of the sentiments of loving and feeling like all of you guys are family from this show because we did spend a lot of time talking to each other before like it wasn't even necessarily live tweeting we had group chats we had all these other things that we kind of did together um and doing the podcast i was doing i felt like i was connecting with people um a lot doing that Mm -hmm. yeah and forcing carla to talk to me (laughs) 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 at one point but i I don't know where my life would be without this show um, because without this show, I never would have, and this is not to denigrate anybody else, but without the show, I would never have met Carla who has become Mm -hmm. a fixture in my life who has become like a, a guidepost and an anchor in my reality and my life. So there's hashtag. <laughs> she's like, she is she is like my she's my person, and I could never feel any lasting anger or frustration or resentment towards the show because without that I wouldn't have so many of the people that I love and value in my life now, but especially I wouldn't have like my best friend, my, the ray of sunshine who I keep trying to drag to Wisconsin. (laughs) The next time she visits me, I'm just going to keep her here and I'll talk to her husband. (laughs) But it's uh, the enduring love and friendship that I feel like we all have for each other, regardless of how much we talk. I feel like everyone is always rooting for each other. Mm-hmm. absolutely and that's kind of the biggest marker for family and friendship that you can have like I don't talk to Jackie nearly as much as I would love to but I think she knows that I'm always on her side and always there for her and rooting for her from the sidelines and it's the same with mm-hmm. anybody else in the fandom and I mean same goes for my husband but you know, I had to force him to do. It. I had to force him to do the podcast with me. <laughs> but he loves you all very much. He does. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I'm just, I'm very, I'm trying not to cry. You know, I, I've been involved in like, before the Mindy project, I was kind of involved in something called Oscar buzz. So it was a bunch of people about Oscars, but there was a lot of tension and drama there. And I'm still friends with some of those people on Facebook and they're great, wonderful people. Um, but there was something about the Mindy project, which it's so weird because for me and my taste and where my taste goes, this is not the automatic show that I would think personally would bring me into a fandom life or that I would tweet about or that I would get so act active in. Um, but I think it's because, and Tiff was also the first person who embraced me as well. Um, and if you haven't listened to it, listen to the interview we did with her because she's she's an amazing she's person. She's amazing. I love her. I she's love so beautiful. Her. Oh my god. She's such such a great person. But she was the first one that interacted with me as well. Um and was so welcoming. And that was my first impression of the fandom. And that's the way the fandom was in general. I mean, I can't really think of any bad seeds in the in the fandom. Um, at least not that I interacted with. And that's what was so beautiful about it. And I'm I have lost touch with a vast majority of them. I know Jackie and I, we, you and I, we don't talk as, as much as, as we used to, but um, you are a really, sorry, I'm going to start crying through this thing, but you're a really beautiful person. And what is so beautiful about you is you have this really, really big heart that just shows through everything you do. And I, and I just hope you see how beautiful and amazing you are because you really are a beautiful, wonderful person. And I'm so glad that you're on this show right now. And I hope that you're on more and I hope Thank we you. talk more and maybe someday see each other in person. Um, Cause I've only met Carla in person, but um, you're, you're just, you're so, yeah. Yeah. You're so beautiful. And, you're just your love. You're like a ray of sunshine, really, I think. Um, and I don't know if you always see that, but you are like that. Um, and, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, and um, I'm not really going necessarily in alphabetical order here, of course, but um, uh, Meg, you, you're, you're hysterical. You're really funny. But, and, but you're also really smart and, um, insightful and deep and you see a lot of things that people don't always see, I think. Um, and I think we bonded more during Supernatural than the Mindy Project. Um, I think that's when we started connecting a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But if it wasn't for the Mindy Project, we wouldn't have connected with that. I mean, I um, wouldn't have watched Supernatural if it wasn't yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and being able to talk about that and geek about geek out about Supernatural and um, and and I know we didn't talk as much for a while, but now I'm glad that we're talking again, and I'm glad you've been a part of this podcast. Um, you've added a lot to it, and. Um, you've made shows really great and entertaining. So I want to thank you for that. And also you've just brought a lot of insight to him and um, a lot of heart and um, just, you know, I, I, I could go on and on, but I'm afraid if I go on and on, I won't be able I'm to finish. I'm trying to not cry, Erin. So, wow. I know. I'm already crying. <laughs> <laughs> um, got really sappy. <laughs> I, know. I know. And then, um, Carla, 
um, I'm not used to having people in my corner a lot, um, with the exception of my mom. And you're one of the few people I've ever had in my life that is always in my corner. And I can't even begin to tell you what that means to me. Um, it's just, it's, it's a gift. You're a gift in my life that I cherish. And I just thank you so much for that because I don't know if I would have been able to do this podcast or do a lot of things I've done without having you in my corner, honestly. Um, it's just, I'm not used to that. And it's just been this amazing gift in my life. And I hope I can give you that too, because I just, I just, it's so rare. You do. It, you absolutely it, do. It's so rare to have that because people aren't always like that. So I just want to thank you for that. And I'm going to stop now. Or I'm not going to be able to finish closing out the show because, oh, um, but anyway, this is, and see, this is why I started this podcast was, and with this idea. Oh, you could cry with us. Uh, yes, yeah, so I could cry. <laughs> uh, because, you know, I, I, I think people too often uh, play off what fandom is and how important it is. They kind of just, they belittle it or they don't look at it, look at it as important or the friendships that you make through it as not being as deep or meaningful. But these are, more meaningful these friendships are more meaningful honestly than the majority of friendships i've had in my life the friendships i found through fandom and that's why i wanted to do this episode was not just to cover the show but to cover the fact that this is really the show that really brought that into my life in a big way and into a lot of and sounds like into a lot of our lives is this show and i think that's what is so great about fake fandom there can be bad sides of course but the beauty just far outweighs it and the fact that I know you guys and know so many other people through fandom is just such a beautiful wonderful gift that I cherish forever and I hope I get to meet Meg and Jackie someday in person and I hope I get to see you again Carla in person because I just I just love you guys very much. Great. I know I know the flights to Denver right now are only like ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Be like a six foot quarantine. Sale. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna stay in a random room in your house for two weeks before I just go home and we might we'll see each other for an hour. Um, but I'll be there for two weeks in a random bedroom. But no, I think one of the most beautiful things about our fandom is how, and I know people talk about internet friends not being quote unquote real friends or anything like that, but I feel like none of us ever felt like we needed to put on any kind of artifice mm -hmm. or any kind of facade. We could always just be who we are. And I think that's one of the things that Mindy Lahiri as a character, I think, made a lot of us feel like it was okay to be a lot of different things. Um, Absolutely. Because she is a lot of different things. And I choose to remember her as, and this is so weird for me because <laughs> this is not normally how I view characters, but I choose to kind of believe, to see her as who she was in earlier seasons rather than the end of the show. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because she was all of these contradictory things at the same time. And it was always okay to be those different things. And it didn't make her less of a woman. It didn't make her less of a doctor or a daughter or a friend. Um, And I feel like that really kind of bonded a lot of us together in this um, fandom. Because her ability to see herself as worthy really translated to a lot of us um, to be able to see ourselves that way. And it gave us this kind of empowering friendship that we all had. Like I've, I've never been friends with a group of people who rooted for me so much. <laughs> um, and I never really felt like I deserved to have that rooting before and I've never it, it's it's one of the most fulfilling fandoms I've ever been a part of if the show itself would not be fulfilling yeah. and I just also my I got to see Christmas in this peen <laughs> <laughs> just to bring it just to bring it back to a lighter note <laughs> And I think that's 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 a great. We're gonna to close out on Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a great place. So, um, so we'll just go around and everybody can say <laughs> where they can where they can be found if you want to be. On Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll start with you, Carla. Um, I'm Carla Temis, and I can be found at my website carlatemis.com or on Twitter. Facebook or Instagram, um, I got Latemis. And you can follow my recent photography uh, at Twitter under the hashtag quarantine, uh, what is it, quarantine photo challenge, which was a, a, a hashtag, by the way, not <laughs> by me, but by <laughs> Melissa Rothman, just putting that out there. Awesome. Wonderful. And Jackie? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Jackie Dominique, but I don't really do anything that interesting. Um, true. So, I used to write for the Game of Nerds, so check them out. Hey, me too. (laughs) (laughs) And and Meg, uh, yeah, you can find me on all of the things at Wisconsinac, which is W I S C O N S E N N A C H. And quick, who can we blame for that name? Carla. I generally tweet about fan things, and right now I'm tweeting. I'm just rage tweeting a lot, or sarcastically tweeting about being quarantined with my children. So, I mean, if you're into that, that's my life. <laughs> cool. And and this is Erin. You can follow me on Twitter at e April Beauty. The E and the A and the B are capitalized. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com/slash It's a Fandom Thing Pod. On Twitter at Fandom Thing Pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at It's a Fandom Thing Pod. Um, if you would like to be a guest or if you have any feedback, if you want to share your amazing fandom experiences as well, um, you can email the show at it's a fandom thing pod at gmail.com. And next week on the main show, we're going to be talking about the movie Clueless, which, <laughs> which is turning 25 years old, which makes me feel oh, ancient God. right now. 
<laughs> so and, and that'll be wrapping up our month of comedies and then we're going to be turning into also the- known as the movie that completely distorted my view of high school because <laughs> i was 11 <laughs> oh see i was in high school so <laughs> so you knew better i did not yet yeah <laughs> Yeah, movies could do that. And then after that, we're going to be changing things up. They're going to be a couple of uh, darker and more serious <laughs> ones after that. Um, anyway, but until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Take care, everyone. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.